0: Is it your dream to become a professional wrestling superstar, manager, or referee? Well, you can make that dream a reality by training with Midwest All Pro Wrestling. Learn from former WWE superstar and NXT coach Eugene Nick Dinsmore. Classes are training right now, so go to MidwestAllPro.com and click on training to enroll today. This is your boy, DJ Barbecue, on the number one show, BTC Uncut Live, powered by Kback.rocks. Your rock radio the way you wanted rock radio. Also sponsored by Midwest All Pro Wrestling. Today, we have the number one world famous impersonator of Macho Man Randy Savage. Today on the show. What up, Mach? How are you doing today? Thank you for calling in. Mmm, yeah.
1: Freak out, freak out, man. My pleasure
0: for uh, being on the show. Uh-huh. So, let's uh hear a little bit about yourself and uh, tell the fans and the platform's yours.
1: Well, uh, like you said, I am the uh, world's number one Macho Man uh, impersonator. Uh, what I do is a uh, total uh, tribute to the man. And uh, in no way, am I uh, disrespecting or uh, making a mockery of uh, Macho Man Randy Savage? I grew up uh, being a huge fan. And uh, what I do now is I just entertain people doing the thing. And um, I just happen to be very blessed that I am extremely good at uh, doing this impersonation. And uh, it has a lot to do with me being, uh, you know, a 10, 11-year-old kid. Watching way too much Randy Savage uh, footage.
0: Right, uh, I, I gotta say this is an honor to have you on the show. I appreciate you taking your time out of your busy schedule. Uh, tell us a little bit more about how you uh, how you got started. What's the backstory on this?
1: Well, uh, uh, obviously, you know I am not the man. I uh, I am just the uh, like I said, the world's greatest number one cream of the crop, impersonator of all time, but I have a history of being a professional wrestler uh, by, a, by a name that uh, will not be revealed from parts unknown, or right, we'll just leave it at that, and uh, I spent 13 years in the wrestling business, and uh, a couple of years of that was uh, down in OVW, uh, for those that don't know, that's Ohio Valley Wrestling uh, in Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, one of the greatest places, if you are a, uh, a wrestling student and uh, or if you're looking to get into uh, becoming a wrestler, uh, you want to train down at OVW with uh, Al Snow and uh, Rip Rogers. You will never, ever get training like that anywhere else. Just uh, to plug those guys.
0: Well, speaking of uh, OVW, what are some of the, the, the top athletes that you were in when you were down there in ov
1: man um i went down there uh in 2005 and right at that time i pretty much just missed uh the class before me that got called up uh it was uh john cena you know a guy by the name of john cena that you may have heard of
0: a little bit
1: um yeah yeah he's done a couple things in the business maybe one or uh, two yeah, him and a guy by the name of Randy Orton and a guy by the name of Brock Lesnar. Uh man, Shelton Benjamin, uh Charlie Haas, oh man, there was a lot of names that uh were right before. They they went up uh right before I got down there and then when I was down there there were uh the guys like uh like Nick Densmore. Um he he pretty much went up like like, right as I got there. So I got to uh, get a little training from him and, uh, you know, got to get to know him, and he's a totally cool guy. Um, But uh, let me see, uh, guys like uh, Rob Conway, he was also down there, like, for a minute, you know, and and went up on the road, like, right before, uh, like, right as I was getting there. Um, The majority of the time that I was there, I was there with, uh, like, CM Punk, uh, Brent Albright, um deuce and domino and uh, a lot of these names that you may not even have heard of because uh you know they got brought up and um at that time it was like nobody was being used the right way or whatever nobody was uh I, i don't know but you know it's like they were almost like if you blinked you missed them okay and uh but there was a lot of good talent that went up and then nobody even you know remembers them what are some uh, of the,
0: the matches that you had with some of the talent that some of the viewers and listeners may not know? Well, believe it or not, believe it or not, I had a match with CM Punk,
1: and he was OVW Heavyweight Champion at the time. So, if you really want to break it down, much at that time not being much, had a title match
0: with CM Punk. How hey, do you like that? That's awesome. That's very cool. Yeah. Um,
1: Cody, Cody Rhodes was there. uh, And uh, it's just crazy to believe now that, uh, you know, Cody was down there and he was actually tag team champions with, uh, uh, what's his name, Uh, Sean Spears. Okay. You know, so they were tag team, uh, they were a great tag team down there and now they're feuding. And it's just, you know, it's crazy to think that, uh, You know, Cody was down there, and now he's, like, running uh, Vince's competition. Right. You know? Right. Um, Which I love. That's just amazing to me. And uh, Cody was a good guy. Um, And who else was down there? Uh, So I had matches, uh, like, tag matches, and I was in the ring with him and Sean Spears and uh, um, uh, Deuce and Domino. There was a lot of tag matches. And I'm trying to think of who else was down there. Yeah. so many, so many names, but you know, so many people wouldn't wouldn't even know who they were, unfortunately.
0: Now, you know, now Paul Burchill. Oh, Paul's down there. Okay, I'm yeah. a huge fan oh, of yeah. uh, OVW. So, the, I mean, to, to hear this, this is really cool. It's one of those uh, um, schools, those promotions that uh, that sh- changed the industry, uh, in in my opinion. Um, w- from your start in OVW to when you were getting towards the finish of OVW, how much did it change with that talent that now you see what they're doing today from what you saw back then? Well, you know,
1: at at that time, uh, OVW, of course, was, uh, WWE's developmental. Now, it wasn't, it wasn't their only developmental because they had deep South down in Georgia.
0: Oh, okay. Georgia.
1: So what they would do is, uh, they would trade talent back and forth. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, Kofi Kingston was another one now. You know, names are going to start popping into my head. So um, so it was like some guys were down at OBW and then they would go down to Deep South and then Deep South would send guys to OVW so that it was good because they were always getting, uh, um, you know, new. These guys were, you know, once they worked everybody down there already in, in Georgia, they got a chance to come up and, and work new guys. Right, you know, which kept them. I um, mean, you, you know, you can't work with the same guys over and over and over again because you don't get better that way. Right. So, uh, so uh, you know, I think that uh, the developmental system was uh, was great compared to uh, comparatively speaking uh, to what they're doing now, where it's like a uh, you know, it's a WWE factory where everybody's being trained the same way. They're all working each other uh, you know, numerous times, uh, you know, it's NXT, uh, is, you know, pretty much the, the developmental, uh, and they're, uh, you know, they're only, they're, they're, it's like a cookie cutter type of thing where everybody is, you know, they're all moving the same way and all, um, so that, that's the difference that I find that, uh, you know, it was better. It was better back when there was a developmental, you know, and the proof is in the pudding because, you know, you got guys like, uh, the guys that I mentioned that are, you know, you mentioned any of those names, uh, John Cena and, uh, you know, uh, Randy Orton and, and Brock Lesnar, man. I mean, the three of those names are still, you know, uh, three of the biggest names, you know, right. uh, and we're talking, I was down there and that was like 2000, from 2005 to 2007, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know and uh, you know not uh, not to knock anyone but you know uh, you're just they're, they're just not developing uh talent you right know what I mean with this uh this talent factory that they're pushing out guys uh, out of this cookie cutter mold I mean you know there's not there aren't stars being uh you know put on TV that are that are at that caliber right you know like like the guys I mentioned.
0: And I was just going to ask you from with your your experience uh, and knowledge oh. is it is it a a a bad thing or not really to say a bad thing is it kind of a um uh kind of a restriction when you're just having one developmental compared to like where you said you had the the deep south and then you had OVW that's kind of like a territory thing where they go back and forth. Do you think that that's Something that would be a little bit better if they had a second one so they could switch back and forth?
1: Oh, oh yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean at, at one time WWE had uh several developmentals at the same time. You know, uh they had OVW, they had uh they had Deep South. I think there was another one in Memphis that they were using for a little while. Uh I think it may, may have been uh uh the uh Jerry Lawler's of, what was it USWA or something. Okay. Um so, you know, they were they, – it was. It was like WWE was – uh like there were territories, but WWE kind of owned them all. You know what I mean? Right. So he just had
2: people uh at different places and then would trade talent. It was exactly
1: like, you know, he bought out all the ter- territories and then he kind of made his own territories. And that's what he's doing now. Uh, You know, he's got NXT, but he's got uh, – you know, there's, like, NXT uh, in, uh, in England. And right. He's got like, a whole, uh, you, know, uh, you know, Great Britain uh, uh, territory. And then he's got the territory in Orlando. And then he's got the territory, uh, I mean, they're expanding. Like, uh, NXT is expanding, and they're in different countries. And uh, so, in that sense, it's, uh, you know, he's, uh, WWE has, of course, taken over the whole wrestling world, or at least, Uh, they did for a while and I think things are, uh, things are really starting to change now.
0: Right. And you Um, were talking about with, uh, Cody and, and, and Sean Spears being down there in OVW and as a tag team, uh, with what you've been seeing lately, uh, and developing, uh, I want to hear your, your opinion on this because you have all the experience, Um, what is your feeling about the, the structure, the infrastructure, I should say of professional wrestling. Now, is it, is it something that reminds you, uh, back in when WCW and WWE as WWF was going back and forth? Or do you see this as a, as a new, uh, thriving, um, just completely exciting, different feel from what it was back then? Well, it's kind of like both, you
1: know what I mean? Um, for for a wrestling fan now this is like the most exciting time uh for wrestling fans um i mean they they may not even remember cuz they're too young but uh you know the whole attitude era and the monday night wars and all that stuff man it's like uh like history is starting to repeat itself man and the thing is is that uh, AEW is like uh it's funny because they're going to be on TNT, and TNT is still owned by Turner, so it's kind of funny how you got uh, Vince in competition with Turner once again. So right. want to talk about history repeating itself. Um, I just, uh, you know, I think it's awesome that uh, there's going to be, you know, legit competition. I mean, there already is, and they haven't even gotten on TV yet that they're going to be competing with NXT. Right. I believe it's going to be the Wednesday Night Wars, man. It's going to be... Uh, man, it, it's incredible. You know, I mean, it's, it's making me a fan again because, uh, for the longest time, uh, I, uh, I, I stopped, I stopped watching, uh, well, I stopped watching wrestling, but, uh, the very first time that I saw AEW was when I was in the front, uh, in the, uh, in the front row at the, uh, double or nothing. Right. Uh, some of you may, uh. May remember there being a uh, awesome lookalike uh, Macho Man Randy Savage in the front row, and yeah, that was
0: me. The Macho and, Man uh, lookalike. Yeah,
1: the the number one. There are some I checked it out, man. I tried to find some competition on uh, YouTube. Yeah, and you you know you Google uh, Randy Savage impersonators, and you know there's a couple out there. that are decent. I was like, mm, okay, man. There's a lot more bad ones, but uh, I tell you right now. If you're looking for the number one, cream of the crop, the number one, Macho Man Randy Savage impersonator. You're uh, hearing him right now. Yeah. So, uh, but to tell the story real quick about how I ended up in the front row there, it's because I'm so awesome that I went to StarCast the day before and uh, entered the uh, cosplay uh, costume contest which I just found out about it like the night before. And I said, shit, I got to go to this thing. And uh, I had to get up, you know, it was like eight in the morning. So I found out about it the night before. And uh, I, I actually got there a little bit late. And uh, so I didn't get a spot reserved for myself. But when I walked in, they saw me and uh, they, they you know, they put me into the contest right away. And uh, yeah, of course, you know, there was never a doubt. Right, that I was going to win, and I did, and I won two free uh, front row tickets. Right, and uh, and that's how that's how this whole thing really got started.
0: Well, you said the contest that that you had to go through for the there at Starcast. Uh, who did you have to go against? Uh, was was there really any competition? Because I, I would say much, you, you you pretty much probably blew him out of the water, from my opinion.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, there was a guy with a robe and a goofy uh, blonde wig, and he was doing the Ric Flair thing, and, uh, you know, he didn't look like him. He didn't sound like him. He was just pretty much a guy dressed up in a Ric Flair costume. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, there was a girl who was, like, like painted up doing the uh, Finn Balor thing. Okay, you know, I get it. I know who you're supposed to be, but right. it's not, you know. Here's the thing, man. That was, like, uh, it was a costume contest so it was like people's costumes were good but it, you know my costume was good and by the way I made it myself because I'm just that awesome and uh, so I didn't only have the costume you know what I mean I had the uh the whole impersonation you know the voice the mannerisms the right. uh you know the whole nine yards and I'll tell you what's funny is that uh the uh couple of the the, the judges there uh, one of them was diamond dell's page who of course you know his history with much right Yep. So, exactly um so he was digging it you know what i mean he was digging it right away and uh mark henry was up there and uh you know they were just like popping huge for it right you know? so i knew you know when i saw the judges and i saw the other contestants i was like oh this is awesome and to be honest with you i didn't even know what the prize was, man, because I found out about the contest, you know, like I said the night before, and I just said, okay, man, I'm going to go to this thing because I, I enjoy doing it. I love doing it. You know, I just, I love doing this, this whole thing. It's entertaining people. And, uh, and I get to, you know, to, to be somebody that I, uh, admired, you know, as a kid. And, uh, it's just, it's so awesome. But, uh, like I said, I didn't know what the prize was when I won. They told me it was two tickets to the show which I wasn't intending on going because I didn't have the money to, you know, buy the tickets or whatever. I just, you know, wanted to go to the Starcast and uh, be around wrestling. I just love being around it. You know what I mean? What was
0: the reaction and, uh, from the uh, the fans once you showed up in the arena? Because I can say personally, I watched that show and I, and I noticed you and my son. We were down in our our living room, our movie, slash movie theater room, uh, and there's no way that anybody. Had did not like do double takes or triple takes at you because it was absolutely amazing. It you couldn't tell me, and I would still not believe you if it, if it wasn't really him. Like you, the, the, that's the reason why you are the world famous a number one impersonator of Macho Man Randy Savage. So Mach, tell us a little bit about the reaction that you were getting from the fans when you showed up. Man, I mean,
1: you know, it started even before I walked into the arena because I'm walking through the uh MGM uh hotel and people are, you know, stopping me and asking to take pictures and uh just totally uh you know, going nuts over it and I love that. You know, it's like, oh man, this is so awesome and then uh so I get into the arena and I'm being uh brought to the uh to my seat uh, by one of the uh the ushers or whatever you call them and uh man, I mean, you know, we walked right past, um, you know, like kind of in between the section of like the uh, the uh, the raised up, you know, bleacher seats, right? Or whatever you call them. Yep. Um, so you know the floor in between the uh, you know the ground seats and the uh, and the bleacher seats, and man, the, the, uh, I just wasn't expecting it at all that the people that were sitting in the uh, the bleacher seats, man, you know, they they got you know perfect view. And I walked in and the crowd was going nuts, man, and they're going, Oh yeah, and they're doing the thing and uh, you know, oh man, it was crazy. And then uh, you know, once I got my seat, um, the people around me were, were just totally, you know, marking out for it and it was just so much fun. And uh, you know, at one point uh it was Justin Roberts, the ring announcer. Right. Yep. Um, you know, I was sitting right behind the uh like the bell the bell uh, keepers uh table right there. So um, so Justin Roberts was, like, marking out for it, you know what I mean? He'd, like, would look over, and he'd be, like, dude, that's awesome. And then, uh, uh, somebody, I forget who it was, man, uh, but one of the guys, uh, one of the wrestlers, um, uh, I think it might have been, uh, Omega, that, uh, he, uh, he looked at me and he said something, you know what I mean? Right. He said something like, uh, you know, oh, macho, or, you know, something like he, he saw it, and like, you know, and, uh, so that was, I mean reaction was awesome
0: that, that that has to be it. really cool a really good feeling um, oh man it's Just just you know, the way that you did like, justice to it that was awesome
1: yeah man it feels like you know like you're actually that person you know what i mean it's like wow this must have been what what he felt this must have been like uh this what it, this is what it feels like to be to be famous you know what i mean right so um and of course you know I always wanted to be famous, and, uh, you know, I never, let me put it this way, you know, when I was wrestling, you know, under my, uh, my real self, or at least that character that I was, uh, you know, it, it wasn't much, it wasn't, uh, I didn't look anything like much at that time, and uh, I never got the reaction that, that I get when I'm, when I'm doing my thing. You know what I mean? So to me, this is like, uh, like I'm, like I have fans, and I and I get the reaction that I've always wanted. And uh, to be honest with you, man, I'm, I'm, I'm more, uh, I enjoy this more, believe it or not, man. I enjoy doing this more. It's more fun for me, and uh, and I get a reaction that I never got before, and uh, and and I think that people are, um, it puts smiles on people's faces. And it makes them, uh, you know, I'm entertaining them in a way that uh, I didn't entertain before, and and I really really enjoy that man. I love making people happy, uh, you know, just doing the thing.
0: Right. Um. So you, you, we we said about what you were doing with the the show. What are some of the things that you're you're doing now outside of just going to like pro wrestling shows? Why don't you tell the viewers and the listeners of what are some of the things that you're doing now.
1: Um, well, being that I live in Las Vegas, man, it's like, uh, you know, thank God for that because this is like the entertainment capital of the world. And, uh, so I'm always finding gigs, you know, for, uh, just regular gigs if they're looking for models or actors and, uh, you know, and I have a, a background in acting also, you know what I mean? Besides doing my wrestling, when I was done wrestling, which, uh, uh, I, you know, like a lot of other wrestlers, they went into, uh, doing, uh, uh acting and right. uh and because i was in good shape i was able to do some fitness modeling and uh and uh like a lot of others uh i did some stand-up comedy so now that i'm focusing on uh doing this thing uh, that's pretty much like all i really want to do i really don't have an interest in doing uh any of the regular acting stuff and the uh uh you know anything under my myself so if I uh, if I submit myself uh, for for any gigs that are you know acting gigs or you know uh, sometimes they're just needing uh, like brand ambassadors or uh, you know um, uh, models or whatever they're looking for for expos or whatever I always throw out the idea hey uh, you know I, I don't I don't know if this interests you but I am the uh, the world's uh, number one Macho Man Randy Savage impersonator. How would you feel about having, uh, you know, this character for your thing? And uh, it attracts a lot of attention
2: and people really enjoy it. And once I say that,
1: they, uh, you know, they, uh, they're they down with it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And so that's, I end up getting gigs uh, just by, you know, mentioning to them what I'm doing. You know, it's kind of like I, they, they book me and then I book Macho.
0: Hey, Motch, Thanks for calling in. I enjoyed the time with you. Uh, tell the listeners and the and the watchers where they could find you at if they ever wanted to get a hold of you.
1: Yeah, well, if you go on to uh, Instagram and look up M O T C H one one one, that's one 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 one. That is my Instagram, and uh, my Twitter is the same except uh, with an additional one at the end. Uh, you can uh, email me for bookings at thematch111 at gmail.com, and uh, if there's anybody out there looking for uh, a sponsor uh, to sponsor their, uh, their company, uh, I'm one uh, hell of a sponsor. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm good with all that stuff. You need me to marry you, you need me to uh, show up at your wedding party, divorce party, whatever it is, man, Match is uh, you know full, uh, full-on
0: entertainment. Huh. Awesome very good yeah. well i want to say once again thank you for coming on the show i appreciate it um you know what go ahead and uh take us out to end the show there if you don't mind mm, yeah this is uh, march saying uh, have
1: a good night and uh, talk to you soon Ooh, yeah <laughs>
0: it. peace everybody across the galaxies